Cool. Welcome back to Legit Bat. I'm the fuck. Fuck the intro. I'm Joe. Jen's here. Ben and Lene are here this time. And I fucked Arrow. that up too. I was going to have the cheers. There we go. Wait, wait, wait. Hang on. Hey, yeah. Jazz hands. Yeah. Good to have you guys back. Uh, especially on a back. weekday. I did want to mention too that uh, the rest of this month, the, spo- uh, the shows are going to be a bit spotty because of the time of year it is for my job. But we'll definitely do one on Sundays, except Christmas, because that's a Sunday, right? Yeah. It is. Yeah. And we will be drunk and kidless. So definitely, because I have the next day we won't off. won't be so doing a show. I will be getting drunk. Uh, and what else? Oh, so we'll start back up with the regular shows in January. We are going to try to do more Planet Retard reports on Rockfin. And this next Sunday, we have Bags Draws coming on. Uh, he's the one that did our logo you see behind us. And maybe Joe from OBDM. I haven't heard back yet. So. We'll keep you up to date on that. But if you don't see a show every fucking couple days, that's why. It's because I'm working for real, making actual money. You know, a lot of people in our community uh-huh. have been posting that they're taking time off to, to um, just for the holidays in general. So I think it's acceptable. Yeah. People can deal with it. I'm sure other people are busy. Oh, too. my God, Joe. Joe helps make Christmas happen. I mean, your golden beat chalice. That is amazing. Yeah. Is it no, this is a. It? It's a Moscow mule, but I'm drinking wine out of it because I'm fancy. <laughs> I did not know that's Hell what yeah. that was called. Learn something new every day. Look at that. Well, you haven't drank in like 300 years, so I know it seems like it's been that long, huh? It really doesn't. <laughs> I, I was thinking about that today. I was talking to my coworker, and we were talking about just mm-hmm. the different vices that everybody has. And I'm like, yeah, I got a couple. I've often said if I have Kratom, nicotine and coffee i can survive weeks on just that and yeah, you take uh, one of those away and ben just you know shrivels fall up apart, like man me. yep i'm a puddle without that's i need those three uh but no drinking like it's almost been two and a half years and to tell you the truth pretty much after the first year you kind of stop counting like every now and again it comes around inside my brain and i'm like oh shit like uh, that's because you're not a real years. alcoholic uh, you you count yeah. every goddamn day if you're an AA member. You count every day and make sure you post about it on Facebook too, just so everybody knows you're still sober. And you're like, oh, I feel sorry for that guy or girl. Yeah. I don't want the guy that had the guy that had four years of crazy drinking in his four year Navy career, and then you know, 30 years later, he's still showing up to AA saying, "I'm an alcoholic. Never had anything bad happen. Uh, didn't have that long of a stint drinking, but will show up to say that he is." An alcoholic 30 years later. I'm like, all right. Well, that's what gets you. Are through. you sure at this point? Like if I if I go two years without drinking, I'm not an alcoholic anymore. In my eyes. Absolutely not. If I go a week without drinking, I'm like, I'm not an alcoholic. <laughs> 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 all right. Let's do this. All right. Anyway, let's get to the show. We got uh Mikey from KG FM presents. And I think this is one of the only people we've talked to who's a real radio person. Maybe besides Monica Perez. I think she did real radio. Oh, I'm by her not radio. (laughs) Oh, come on. It was real, realer than we do. (laughs) (laughs) But Mikey, tell us about yourself and your show and what you, how you got started in this whole thing. Uh, Well, my name is Mikey J. I I host uh, the KGUP Presents. I I own and operate a internet radio station called KGUP FM Emerge Radio. That started in 2012. And I I used to do podcasting before it it became a radio station, but the podcast was called The Great Unknowns Presents. I I can't stand it. 
but um, I used to interview music artists. And then in 2018, I, I went back and did like a television version of um, interviewing music artists. And it was on uh, Indie TV on, um, oh God, I forgot the name of the network, uh, Universe, Net Universe Network. And uh, that ran for two seasons. And then the COVID happened. Um, and in 2020, we were supposed to open up our radio and television studio up in North Hollywood, but uh, COVID just, we were supposed to to launch on April 1st. And, uh, you know, April 19th, what? everything got locked down. A yeah. Bummer. Oh my <laughs> yeah. God. Okay. I got to hear about this. Like, what was your reaction as soon as like all of this popped off and that happened? Uh, well, you know what? I kind of foresaw it. Like I was watching all the videos from like China and all the stuff in Wuhan back. And I was watching everything happen as early as October of 2019. So I knew about mm -hmm. event 201. Event 201. Yeah. And, uh, and so around February, I was like, it's, it's coming to America. It's, it's going to be here. We're going to be in a lockdown and people I work with are like, ah, you know, it's going to blow over. It's just, you know, it's nothing. You know, That's we have the it. best medicine. And then, you know, March 19th rolls around and my friend was like, holy shit, you were right. And I was like, yeah, you need to get it to the store and stock up. And because <laughs> I knew this shit was going to go down. And you we need toilet paper. That's yeah. That's a, no, that's the thing, though, is that we talked about this with the guests. They invoked their own hysteria by saying yeah. you needed to go get this because of the issue. And instead, what it did is all the people that knew they didn't have anything to worry about actually needed to go get that shit and couldn't anymore, which then yeah. just made the problem all the worse. Yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> prophecy. They're like, there's going to be a shortage or there is a shortage and every, everybody runs out and then there's a shortage. Oh, my God. Look at that. Yeah. Like, well, we've been using toilet paper and Clorox wipes since I don't know. <laughs> we've been adults. I wiped with napkins. So during that time. when I go to the store and I see people who've I hope use toilet paper, but have literally <laughs> never given a shit about a Clorox wipe a day in their life are hoarding it. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Your, your house is not going to get clean. Like, wait, they, Clorox wipes. You Clorox just, wipes aren't going to help. You went from your first bar of soap and Clorox wipes in like three days. You're not well, and they went, they went from like not a literal hurricane, but very close to what people do in a literal hurricane where they go and get all the toilet paper, all the water, all the beer, all of the hand sanitizer, everything that you need to stay clean and shit right for the next yeah. however long. Dude, I had one single eight pack of Charmin Extra Strong. It's my favorite one. And I had that for no shit. Like, well, actually shit. Yeah. But uh, for like three months, because the only people that needed to wipe during that time were me and Lonnie. And I was like, look, use less toilet paper, because if you have to wash your hands, you're going to do it anyway. So I can't go to the store right now and get toilet paper. Just don't be an asshole with the toilet paper. And he's like, dad, my shits are this big. Like, I'm not worried about it. I'm like, okay, good. They're clean breaks. <laughs> I use one square. They're clean breaks. Anyway, sorry, Mike, we derailed you. Uh, anyway, you were going to open right before then. And then. Oh, well, yeah, uh, we, you know, three weeks into the pandemic. I mean, we were just like, we we're sick of watching the news and a week into the, after the, the pandemic, we're like, all right, I'm starting. We're, we're both feeling like shit. And so we ended up, we were like, all right, let's just turn off the news. It's just fear mongering. It was creating anxiety. 
And then, uh, you know, we enjoyed it for what it was. I mean, we go bike riding, but then, you know, we go to the Santa Monica beach and literally like these military helicopters were just flying across. And it was like, holy shit, this, this looks like a fucking movie, you know, and cops were, were on horseback and they were telling everybody to get off the beach and like, you know, get out of Whoa. here. Yeah. We didn't then, see uh, that shit up here in, in our part of California. But yeah, I mean that was, that was slightly to be expected. And we've talked intense. about that at nauseum on the show about the difference between where we're at and down south. But at the time that it broke out, I was uh all probably about four hours from where you were in Lemoore, California, on a navy base. And uh I mean shit started going sideways March 13th. They had closed down all the schools. Uh it was within the next day, March 14th, that everybody was going to Costco, stocking up on all their shit. And it was by the end of that night that I had decided, you know what, if if the kids aren't going to be in school and they're going to lock everything down because it's a federal base, which, you know, is going to be the last one to have everything lifted. I'm going up yeah. north. There's no I, I got nothing down here. There's no reason for it. Wow. They really yeah, fucked crazy. you guys over down there. Holy shit. You know, what was crazy? I, I, I went up to uh, my studio because, you know, we were meeting for like the last time. You know, we were we're all wearing masks because we actually thought it was legit, you know, and, and sure. uh, but as soon as we crossed over into North Hollywood past the, the, the mountain divide, it was like nothing was happening. Everybody was driving around and going to work, going to the store. Everybody was shopping. I was like, what the fuck? Is, this is like the Twilight Zone. Yeah. And I get to the studio. I was like, dude, have you have you looked around like nobody's acting like anything's happening? And when I went back home, as soon as you cross that, you know, the Hollywood divide to, to into, you know, Hollywood proper, I mean, it was like a ghost town. Nobody was on the road. Hardly anybody was on the freeways. It was just really freaking surreal. And I was like, oh, my God. So, you knew people were just sitting at home, just watching the news, being scared to right. death to go outside. You know, oh, yeah. it was just weird. And then yeah, people, I remember seeing back then some a couple like older people on my Facebook were like self quarantine day one with a heart. And I'm like, what? And even back then, I'm like, you're are you sick? You're just staying inside. And obviously yeah. you don't get a, a word like self quarantine unless you're sitting in front of the TV watching CNN right. all day. Because I, I never heard that before in my life. Save lives. No. Yes. Yeah. It saves grandma. Yeah. It's a trip to look back on everything because, you know, a week later um her her my wife's restaurant the restaurant that she worked at because she did uh hospitality and you know coordinated events so she made really good money and then they they shut their doors and let it laid everybody off and then and all of a sudden she was on unemployment and i was like we need to get the fuck out of here you know like, even though our apartment complex reduced the rent by half i was like you know we don't know how long the unemployment's going to last or if everything anything's going to go back to normal so i was like let's let's move to texas you know and so we we were out of there before by april 10th we were on oh, the road oh shit yeah. damn you were so, quick I'm still here like three weeks yeah and so i was still teaching up until december when i took a full-time position in uh texas Cause I was like, they wanted to keep me until May of 2021. I was like, I don't want to bypass any, any possible positions that's going to pay more. So, because right. I wasn't making as much as I do here in Texas, I make more money here. 
<laughs> which is nuts. I, Doing the taxes are probably a little, little bit better over there too. It's nice not having the state tax. You know, how much is it going, to register a car? Yeah, in Texas, uh, it's actually cheap. Like really, like a no hundred dollars. There, hundred dollars a year. That's yeah. awesome. I remember it being like seven five bucks a year here a long time ago. Now my car that's eleven years old. <laughs> Uh, it costs like 140 bucks to register. Whoa. I, I think that's yeah, what I pay now is 75. Yeah. yeah. I was, about, I was going to say those Southern States are amazing for that. Uh, when we moved to Jacksonville in 17, um, we had purchased basically an eight month old from manufacture date Sentra. Well, the way that Florida does it is that if it's, if it's registered in the state, they just do the registration all year long on the manufacture date. So like mm. rather than a fiscal year where in California, they start sending it out, you know, pretty close to the, the beginning of the year, we would get the registration form right in August. We went and paid for two years because they did two year registration, 78 mm. bucks. It was wow, $36 or no, uh, $39 a year. And you could pay for it in two year increments and get a sticker for two years ahead of time. I never seen anything that cheap when it came to the registration. Granted, the economy was also a lot better in 2017 than it was in 2020 and 2021. But you must still, be a uh, Trump supporting racist if you say that. <laughs> it was God just damn it. as good as it is now, and gas was just the same price. Racist. I just really like the prices. Well, so. I mean, California's run by the mafia, so. I know they just gouge everything for it's protection. Gavin Newsom. <laughs> I like China. <laughs> Wait, China, 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 anyway, China. Yeah. Um. So, did you go further down like more rabbit holes after that? Then, I mean, after the whole initial Great Awakening of 2020, when a lot of people were like, "Wow, this is fucked up." Did you go down well, other? holes you haven't gone down before no pun intended absolutely i like i just had way more time to investigate stuff that i had always wanted to like like flat earth for instance i mean i went in that deep rabbit hole like like you wouldn't believe like i hardly slept i hardly slept because i was trying to debunk the whole model <laughs> and i was like you know i was like one of those globers that are on these like you know channels that you know just talk shit but i couldn't really find any real evidence that supported the globe i was like there is absolutely nothing that i can i can show that it's actual definitive proof you know everything everything that's shown from nasa is all cgi it's all images you know i try to you know visiting a, a university to to look through a telescope i mean they're they just project lasers and they collect data there's no actual person looking through a lens to physically see something in space it's it's all just uh you know an infrared laser and all, only thing that comes back is in ones and zeros and, and, and then it's transcribed into uh an image based on the the impair the numerical data and i was like they could just make anything up you i know? got that well we just I, talked about that the other day sorry ben but we talked about that the other day where everything is comes down to these long equations in mathematics that 99% of us don't know a fucking thing about. And that's the proof of a lot of these things they talk about, not just flat earth, but a lot of scientific stuff is these equations that are two paragraphs long that you're never going to figure out. You just have to believe them. They say, this is what this says. It sounds a lot like the Catholic church and speaking Latin, right? They're like, no, we, we know 
what this says. Only we know this Latin, so we'll just tell you what it means, and you just only the clergy, right? Yes, and well, then out, outside of every university has these like giant telescopes. They have one for the tourists, so you go on tour. They they tell you all the stuff, all the science that they do behind the scenes, and then you go outside, and there's this like you know, yay big telescope. You know, maybe a thousand dollar telescope. And then you can actually you can actually see something through it. You know, you can see the the quasars, you can see the the you know the Milky Way flying by. But I always thought that was weird. It's like how do we actually see the Milky Way when we're a part of it? You know, and it's transversing across the sky, but it it doesn't make any like real sense when you when you think about it, you know, it's like well, we're, wouldn't all the all the planets just be in that strip that they you know you show across the sky? That well, yeah, you would oh, think so. And it, there are different distances. You can see the Milky Way with the naked eye too, if you're in somewhere isolated enough. Yeah, I've seen it before in the mountains. It, it is weird, though. I agree. Yeah, when, when I, I good. Oh, when I was in Idaho, when I was you know twelve and thirteen, I. We, we we sleep under the stars and watch everything, and you know it, it was very cool. You could actually see the aurora borealis and the the Milky Way and everything the way it's meant to be seen, not not you know hidden just like in the city. It's wild. Every time you go out in somewhere where there's no light pollution, it looks like a different fucking sky. It looks like you're on an alien planet. Ben, sorry, we've cut you off several times. Go ahead. <laughs> you're you're fine. I'm guilty of it all the time. Uh. No, uh, so three things. One, I came up with at least a good argument for uh, the globe model that I want somebody who is flat Earth to explain. Now, <clears throat> here's my. I should preface that, and I I know that I speak for at least Joe um, uh, that I don't really care if it's flat or a globe. I just also yeah. know that whatever it is, we're not being quite told everything about it. And you can point to Antarctica and a bunch of other things. The the pole star, if you take a time lapse, it spins directly around. There's plenty of arguments for a flat realm or a you know a slightly domed realm or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I came up with a good argument for that. I was going to ask you that in a minute. But the one question that I had kind of goes a little bit farther back from what Joe said. Um, before all of this really popped off in 2020, were you already kind of geared in the direction that now you you find yourself in in the thought process and the conspiracy levels, or should I say lack of conspiracy levels that have now popped off and kind of been proven true? Um, did that really like have a huge impact on you like it did a lot of other people in the way of kind of opening that third eye? Um, I only asked that because probably five months in is when we started the podcast and for probably the next six months, a solid year into the pandemic, I was still, I, I, I was still believing everything that I had believed for the last 30 years. And mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't until I was speaking to a lot of the people on here where I was like, you know what? I don't think I'm, I don't think I know as much as I think I know. And <laughs> then my third eye went Wah! wide open and i was like oh fuck it's all possible and it could all be bullshit all at the same time i don't know what to believe so it's I, like I, hey, I hey your first, take on that. first step is uh admitting that you have a problem you're a moron and you don't know <laughs> right 
Right. Not you, not you specifically, but yes, you specifically as well. Me what do you think? Specifically? I mean, I, I think I went through stages of waking up, you know, like, like nine 11 was like probably one of my first things that I just, I, I guess I could go back and say the moon landing. I never really quite believed. It just seemed a little fishy. And then 9-11 happened. And then uh, that opened my eyes. I'm like, well, what about Building 7? I mean, it clearly went down and had nothing to do with the planes and, you know, the Pentagon, the, the you know, I can't remember the other flight that went down that there was no evidence of a plane at all. But, you know... I started when I got into journalism, I started to realize that everything had a side. Like I couldn't just work at LA Times without being a hardcore screaming liberal, you know, Democrat. And I was like, right. I didn't right now if you work there. I was naive. You know, I just thought, oh, I just wanted to report the news. You know, but it wasn't like that. I had to basically, you know, pledge my allegiance to Obama. And, you know, and just be a lunatic. And I was like, I, I don't like Obama. I don't like any of these presidents. I didn't like Bush. Heresy. You know? <laughs> so I, I was just, you know, I, I, I was always kind of like hardcore, independent and, you know, Ron Paul. Yeah. You know, for Ron Paul and stuff. And uh, I think just little by little, like, like I took a philosophy class and he told us about uh, Edward Bernays. And I was like, holy shit. So everything that's on television is literally propaganda for us to consume something or to drive us to a certain thought process. And, you know, and then I started to look at television a lot differently and like, oh, my God, I mean, you know, just, just everything is just mind programming. But, but really, I think everything just tied together and made a full circle once I discovered that you know, flat earth. It was the whole reason behind it was to hide the existence of God because the further away that you think, I mean, if we're a speck of dust in this like infinite universe, I mean, how could God exist and be able to control everything that's happening in this universe? And so, you know, even parts of my life, I mean, I questioned, I, I couldn't, I questioned the, the existence of, of a creator or, just you know because i had no evidence other than science to prove that he doesn't exist so but i had this like gut feeling that there was a creator i just didn't know how to explore that so when i did discover that flat earth was a thing and there was actual scripture that supported it and i was like oh my god it all makes sense now and that's why i i do call myself a flat earther and i do believe in that and i don't know i mean it's I, I mean, I went through most of my life just believing in space. I loved Star Wars. I loved everything that was science fiction. So it was very hard for me to grasp that that whole concept because I wanted space to be real, you know? Right. Yeah, it, it is one of those things that's so ingrained in you as a kid, like even Christian kids. Like we grew up super Christian. My parents had access to the same scripture you're talking about that pretty clearly alludes to not necessarily a flat earth, but a dome, a firmament, which probably wouldn't work that well on a ball. But they, they had access to all the same shit. And I have to give uh, Josh Monday props for his show. I listened to one of his, oh, and yeah. he's a Christian guy. He, he did a whole series of shows on the biblical nature of flat earth. And it ties in, like, if you're not a Bible person, it won't fucking matter. But if you're a Bible person, you think the earth is a ball, go listen to a couple of those shows and tell me what you think. But yeah, the uh, how ingrained it is when you're a kid, uh was weird for me too because i i'd say my 
the moon landing was like my Santa Claus. You know, people talk about Santa <laughs> Claus being the first conspiracy theory that snaps you out because you're like, oh my God, he's not real. That was, I never grew up with Santa Claus. So the moon right. landing was probably the first one I actually looked into on my own and was like, this is. Well, that Dateline special that, was... that we watched when we were kids, it was the first time that on a major TV network, I think it was either Dateline or 2020, you can still find it on YouTube, but it it it, it was the first national broadcast questioning the idea of the moon landing. And I remember that was that was the first time where I was it all made sense the way that they had laid it out. And I remember thinking like the first thought was, well, yeah, wasn't this years and years ago? Like if we did it back then, why haven't we gone back? My little brain, that was the only thing that I could think of. 9-11 straight over my head. I was all about rah, rah, let's go kill them. Let's, you know, fuck them <laughs> up. They killed our people. I didn't, I, when 9-11 happened, I was almost 11. And uh, at the time I didn't, I, I wasn't thinking conspiratorially, but to the credit back then, I wouldn't say it was as fucked up as it is now. Um, you mentioned the whole, everything is propaganda. So I assume that you have delved into the revision of the 2012 Smith-Munt Act from the 1940s. Mm -hmm. yeah. So the, the original one, obviously we know that this isn't true, but they couldn't be as blatant about it. So right. the original provision was that you could spread propaganda for the war efforts in other countries, but you couldn't propagandize your own people. 2012, the revision says, yeah, we can do it to our own people. Well, they basically just took the part out that said they couldn't, from what I understand. So I actually got fact-checked on that on Instagram. I got dinged again really? the other day. We might be short for this world uh, soon on Instagram. But, uh, <laughs> no, I got dinged because I, I put a meme up that said, oh, you think the government isn't lying to you? And it cited you know, the Smith Mon uh, Modernization Act. And I got fact-checked, and it was like, no, this document, how did they put it? They always put it really vague. It's like, no, it's actually not that. And that was the fact check. They basically said, no, that's not true. And they're totally able to do that because of that exact act. They were just like, yeah. oh, no, no, no. Let me propagandize you a little like, more. Let me prove your point by removing this post. <laughs> yeah. I mean, think about the changes just from what we see on propaganda levels on social media. In 2009, when Facebook first came out, it was a whole different fucking platform. Well, it didn't come out in 2009. Sorry, that's when I joined it. Um, but like even MySpace before that and a lot of the other social media platforms, when Facebook, when I first joined it, was a whole different fucking thing than it is now. And yeah, back when we called it your wall, not your timeline. Remember that? Like Way back in yeah. the last 10 years since that modernization, it is so incredibly blatant. And even still, I still bought into the majority of it. I was all about uh, being a conservative Republican and all this stuff. And once, you know, everybody says, once you see it, you can't unsee it. So mm -hmm. now working backwards in the timeline, yeah, the whole 9-11 thing, we did a whole special on that, I think, what, within like two weeks of starting the show back with uh, Ryan, yeah, shout out to Ryan from Games World. And uh, I remember hearing all of this stuff that people were talking about who had been in the game a lot longer than I had, picking these things apart, listening to Corey Hughes <clears throat> from FKN talking about the uh, JFK assassination and then working backwards in history through World War II. All of these different items that I, I had never questioned in a million years all started to go, oh, fuck. And then it all started to make <laughs> sense. And I went, my whole life's a lie. All right. Yep. Fuck. 
<laughs> so Ben, get to, get to your questions you had from about uh, flatter the three globe things you had or whatever you're talking about. Well, no, I just had three three things to ask him. The other one is a a, a thing about the moon landing, but it's a a new theory that I heard. Um, but no, okay. So my question for a flat earther is to explain this. Um, military snipers use a a book called the Dope Book. It's a data on previous engagements. And what they do is they do all of the wind and everything like that, and they write it down based on these previous engagements, and they can look back. Typically, they use the same rifle. Um, <clears throat> there's a, a, at a certain range, and with a normal sniper rifle, not something that is just massive and ridiculous, but just a normal sniper rifle, at a particular range, they have to take into a, account something called the Coriolis effect. Now, the Coriolis effect is the idea, and I, I can't do it on the screen here, so I'll do it. I'll try to explain as best I can. It's the idea that let's say you were looking at the top of the earth, and mm -hmm. uh, just for shits and giggles, you know, it's moving sideways or whatever, according to the uh, helioistic model. But let's just say that it's turning like this for frame of reference. Yeah. Um, if you had two snipers standing on the top and the earth is spinning at a particular distance, you have to take in the rotation of the earth to when that bullet hits its target. So if the earth is rotating and you're shooting into the rotation, a lot of times your shots will go long because the bullet is traveling against the rotation, meaning sometimes the target will pass underneath. So sometimes if you're, for instance, on this part of the curve and they're on this part of the curve, you would have to shoot lower down because by the time it hits, that target's going to be up next to where the bullet is going. The opposite so direction of Coriolis effect. Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. 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 So I heard a lot of people talking about that, but continue with what you. So the opposite is that you're shooting with the rotation, which means that now the bullet is traveling with the Earth's rotation, meaning it'll drop farther. So in that case, you have to shoot higher so that by the time the bullet hits with the Earth's rotation, you're actually hitting the target. Now, this is something that they've actually had to do. I think the longest, uh, well, actually, this is some years ago, so I think they broke it by now. But uh, there was a gentleman that took a Shytac 408 intervention, and uh, it's a very long-range powerful knows sniper what that rifle. Is. It's a very long-range powerful sniper rifle and cartridge. I was just explaining it. Um, and basically what he did was he was able to hit an a 8 or 10-inch target three times at 2.1 miles at that distance they had to take into effect the Coriolis because by the time that that bullet was going to hit the target it actually would have moved about three to five feet in rotation with the earth for him to actually hit it so this popped into my head the other day because again I don't really care which one it is um but that popped in my head and I went you know I would like to have somebody who's a flat earther actually if they have a good argument or, or or can explain it, I would love to hear it. So that's 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 the first question. Until I was actually in, until I would actually do that myself, I couldn't even comment on it because I've actually I've never heard anybody talk about it. I, I have a well, I used to know someone who was a sniper, and he never spoke about that having to um, you know the Corey Lawless effect and have to adjust for it. Um, I mean, I, I was an ex expert marksman, but I think the furthest we ever fired was like 330 yards. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I, I don't think it kicks in until about like a mile and a half. 
I, I've heard Moral yeah. Bob talk about this too. He might have more info on that, but pay, put that away because uh, I'm trying to gather some points like that that we can have because Bob okay. wants to do another like flat earth debate and actually have like some bullet points this time and be okay, not retarded about it like our last uh, debate. But uh, so yeah, mark that one down. But I know they have this is the problem I have is that ev both sides have explanations for everything. And I know there's an explanation for the Coriolis. Right. Effect. I don't remember what it is, but um, you'd have to prove that the Coriolis effect is real and necessary. So though, that, I first think that is, I right. think that is the thing. Yep. And that's I, the I, thing I, is they've actually had to use that on engagement. I know, but you're talking about propaganda. They've used that. Okay. Well, let's see it. Like, I mean, we, we have to see it in real life. I'm just a lot playing. Of yeah. I'm just being okay, very, all right. Fair enough. I'm not fair a flatter around earther. And like you, Ben, I literally don't give a shit. And I think this is an organic playground for God. So I don't think that this is necessarily, um, flatter around it's no big deal but if anything i think it's more of like a realm and it's probably flat it's and the round thing <laughs> it could be round if someone perceives it to be round maybe i'm not sure but i mean something like the coriolis effect it seems like the same as they're like the earth rotates at this angle well, I think and that the is speed the... and it's the same kind of spacey information that they're giving I us. Think that so is I'm not the, saying it's right or wrong. Though. The basis of uh, the flat earther stuff is uh, they go off observation, which I respect. So mm -hmm. that's moral Bob's big thing. He said, I'll believe whatever I can observe. So if he hasn't observed the Coriolis effect and done it himself, he's going to be like bullshit. I know his answer to that. Yeah. So what was the distance, Ben? What was the distance they were shooting at? 2.2 miles. You said? Yeah, 2.1 was the target. Um, I think they've broken that now. Um, and I don't think that they have to take it into effect because most of the time what they'll do is they'll just adjust their scopes and they adjust for windage and things of that nature um, at longer distances of a mile or so. Um, and then once you get up to a certain level, that's when you actually have to start taking it into effect. So that's I think that is one of the things I remember now, now that I think about it, is that at that distance, the, the curvature would be such that the bullet would run into the earth or something. That's like what that. I'm, that's what I was now, explaining. Yeah, it would basically hit the ankles. But, but if they were to be able to actually zero in on the target they're trying to hit, that means there isn't that much curvature to it because they wouldn't be able to see it. You know what I mean? Well, it, it is also a projectile. You do have to have some. And there's drop, yeah. Yeah, I mean the way it's not, it's not. There's no propulsion behind it. It's it's the the single propulsion is what's pushing it. At that distance, something's just going to naturally drop. So you have to adjust for it. Well, that and that's already been taken into consideration on engagements that are shorter than that. Is obviously right. you have to go like these guys when they know their rifle, they know exactly what that round does in that rifle at whatever distances. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that if it gets out to a certain range, whether it be 1100 yards or 1200 yards, these long shots, but within a mile, yeah, you're going to have bullet drops. So they have to adjust for that. Um, the mil spec dots on the scope are exactly for that windage and elevation drop. Right. So when somebody says their rifle is sighted in at 300 yards and it's a small caliber, you've already taken into account by natural sighting what that bullet drop is going to be. The Coriolis yeah. effect is on top of that which now means that you're doing extravagantly more additional math uh, to incorporate what the bullet drop is on top of the idea that if you're shooting against or into the rotation, it's going to change that bullet drop to the target that, because the that target's Navy moving. Seal, 
that Navy SEAL out there on the field at a target 2.2 miles away has got his fucking calculator out. He's like, wait, Coriolis effect and drop. And uh, all right, take this. Oh, fucking dude. No. Dude, that's exactly what they do, though. And, and that Shytac intervention, the spotter, because a, a sniper team never goes out by themselves, they always have a spotter. And the spotter usually makes all those calculations for them while they're dialing in their scope. He reads right. off the, you know, the distances and windage and all of that stuff. And then he sets his scope up and he does the shooting because a shitload of it is just intuition. It is knowing that rifle and that feel and knowing when you need to click that trigger. Um, but the idea is, is that this Shytac intervention not only shot 2.1 miles, but he did it with a computer. The gun and scope were hooked up to a computer. And so he could type in his calculations. It's this far. And it would already, the algorithm would already put into effect the Coriolis effect. It would put in, uh, you type in what the windage is, and then it would tell you on the screen what to set your scope in. And the idea was that it was compact enough with a breakdownable rifle that a one-man sniper team could go nest up, engage targets from way farther away than they could engage him without having to have a spotter. Or if his spotter went down, he had the availability to make those shots. Um, but like you said, until you see it in person, you know, uh, I, re I, I completely respect that unless you observe it, you know, you're going to call bullshit. Right. And to that guy that was on YouTube, I can't remember your screen name, dude. Everybody's screen names on YouTube are fucking weird, but he was kind of <laughs> complaining about the, the flat earth debate. And, uh, he's like, could you get a less educated panel of people? I'm like, probably, but th these are the best <laughs> because I'm a fucking courier. I just got done delivering packages all day. I don't know what I'm doing. Is he we're making fun shit. of all of us? Because there were just two people. No, he was just talking about the main uh, <laughs> opponents in it. But I was just like, oh, okay, no, that's dude, fair. we're just a bunch of dumb. Like, we weren't even arguing. We're about just it. normal people. No, they weren't educated panel. Like, why didn't you? We're go talking talk about flat earth here. I mean, you no, can't... he's a nice guy. We I know, we but ended. as far as being educated, when he's talking about the education slash indoctrination system, he's not. You can't learn flat earth that way. So. I'm not even a flat earther. I don't care. Yeah. But my point in saying way. that, though, was like we're doing tonight, just a bunch of people having a conversation. If yep. you have a problem with it, that's fine. I won't know who you are. Which ben, I don't next... I, I don't see. I don't see how people shit on that, because when the camera isn't rolling, uh, this is exactly what regular people who are not experts talk about. They talk they about believe. shit that they don't know about because it's rattling around up there in their noodle and they're trying to wrap their brain around somehow this thing that they can't understand it's what normal people do like yeah. i'm not I'm, if we have an expert on great we fucked up one <laughs> um <laughs> we fucked up one uh but at the same time i'm like yeah but that isn't that the whole point is the idea that we're gonna have people on that want to talk about this that are at least more educated than we are on it um okay so to the third point <laughs> this is a different conspiracy that I had heard uh, very recently. Um, so everybody heard about the Eisenhower Accord where he supposedly made a deal with the uh, aliens back in, I don't know if it was right after World War II or whatever. And all of a sudden you have Roswell and a whole bunch of shit, both uh, politically, government wise, everything starts to kind of really take shape into what we have today. You have, uh, you know, originally the OSS, now it's the CIA. You had the implementation of the NSA, and then you also had 1951. I think it was like 36 or 38 countries all unanimously agree that they will protect Antarctica. Mm -hmm. And they still are. And you haven't heard a right. fucking thing about that. 
So the Eisenhower Accord is the idea that he made a deal with these aliens. And the reason why they came down was because they saw nuclear weapons. Now, the first initial argument I heard is, but why the hell would they care about nuclear weapons when they can clearly bend space and time? And, you know, obviously they have better tech than we do. They're coming to us. We're not going to them. And the counter argument to that was right. But just like when we have a meteorite hit and there's elements in that meteorite that we don't have, we have shit that they don't have. Maybe they don't have the ability to make nuclear weapons. And so as soon as that shocked the world at the end of World War II, they were like, oh, they're going to fucking destroy themselves and they have tech. Uh, we want that. And so the idea with the Eisenhower Accord is that he made a deal with them. Hey, don't fuck our planet up. And you can do tests on our people. A certain amount per year, the harvest or whatever it was that they were called. Now, going into the moon landing, why that's important is I heard a theory that we did actually go to the moon, but we didn't do it by ourselves. And uh, there's uh, audio from the supposed astronauts who saw craft um, and kind of dialogued or tried to send and receive messages from them. And there's this idea that we did go to the moon, but with help. Um, <laughs> where because of the Eisenhower Accord, we needed to get this accomplished. And so there was a, a deal behind the curtain struck of actually helping us get to the moon with their tech, which was why it all went out without a hitch versus the 10 other Apollos that basically never left the Earth. Or if they did, it was very... Uh, quickly grounded. And uh, I, I kind of wanted to know what you guys thought about that because I, I thought that was kind of interesting. I mean, th you're blowing my mind. I've never even heard of the Eisenhower Accord and I've never heard about the piggyback with aliens to get to the moon. <laughs> yeah, that was a new one for me on the moon landing because I've always <laughs> been like, oh, we didn't fucking go there. And then when I heard this, I was like, oh shit. I hadn't so even I thought about that. that. In timeline indirectly, not necessarily a piggyback, but more like uh, we got tech from aliens or whatever to get us to the moon. But then you go back and look at the tech we had back then, and the computer that sent them to the moon had less computing power than a calculator now. Somehow mm -hmm. that fucking worked. Yeah, but they could have had the tech and not shown us the tech that they had. Right, that's a possibility too. For sure. They, they could have gotten like, from Roswell and back engineered sure. it. But they show people this tinfoil box that they're like, check it out. We blasted <laughs> off to the moon. But they really went in some super high tech thing. Who knows? Well, and a lot of people. So, Mike, I'd be interested to get your view on this. But a lot of flat earthers think the moon is either fake, a projection, a hologram, or it's a 3D spherical object. And the Earth is still flat. And the great argument I love hearing people say about that is, uh, oh, the planets are round, but the Earth is flat. And he's like, oh, your light bulb's round. Does that make your floor round? No, it makes it flat still. <laughs> So I love that. But uh, as far as the moon goes, there's a lot of flat earthers, especially in this community, that are a little torn on that because they're like, as a flat earther, obviously they didn't go to the moon. Or mm -hmm. they're like, maybe they could have gone to the moon because it maybe it is a sphere that's up there and they, it's just a dust ball or whatever the fuck it is. It would be the same as like a group of mice creating a flying machine to get to the top of the light bulb in the cage they're in. Yeah, they come back down. You be. did not fucking go to that <laughs> light bulb, dude. <laughs> Well, I heard it, uh, an astronaut say that above 80,000 feet, you can't see any stars, nor can you see the moon. You can only see the sun, and the sun looks like it's extremely far away compared to how we see it through the atmosphere. Because through the atmosphere, it's magnified, and it looks a lot closer. But through once you're past 80,000 feet, it's just blackness. There, there's nothing else. You can see everything that's below, 
and then the highest that we can go is 120,000 feet. And as far as what I think the, the moon is, I really don't know. I only see what I see, and I see the same side of the moon every night, sometimes throughout 24 hours a day for a few weeks out of the out of the year. And you can see it night and day, and it's the same side of the moon. And I pointed that out with other people. And then there's, I mean, only it only came up recently that there's a reason why we see the same side of the moon, that it just follows the same tra trajectory, but we just like, for some reason, it never turns, even though in the past the moon, we they say the moon does spin, but it spins at the exact rate the Earth does, which is really fucking convenient. Yeah, but if if you see it through a twenty four hour cycle, then you would see a different part of the moon some at some point. You know, so that yeah, yeah, like well, it's never been explainable flying through space too. I mean, so. If you if you did an experiment with this with a ball that was rotating and then you had a ball rotating around it and you could probably set it up to where that face was there, but then throw shit at it. Just throw like fucking little pebbles at that little experiment and keep going. And then you tell me if it stays the same and rotates the same every single day. Not that just makes rotation, no but the uh, I've heard them bring up the uh, the circle craters on the moon. If those are all asteroids, there's no no way that they would all hit perfectly dead on that some would glance and make kind of a trail or something even you know? if they did it would fuck up the rotation in some way i guess is my point yeah, like if you those right. pebbles i'm talking about are the asteroids some of those craters junk, are fucking big but if you just like throw shit at that i can't imagine that it would just stay perfectly steady the whole time well yeah it's a vacuum well, and it's and nice. joe you brought up an argument a while ago <laughs> when we were talking i don't remember who it was uh and i took a video in my car on the way home um of when you clearly see within i would say a good 45 degree angle it's not like some close to 180 degree or anything like that but you can clearly see the moon right here and you can see the sun fucking right here and i'm mm -hmm. sitting there looking at it and i'm like well if if the earth is round and i'm right here and i can't even see past the horizon but I can see both the sun and the moon within literally peripheral eye shot of both. Isn't somewhere on the earth getting fucked? Yeah, you would if think. If the earth is round? Because somebody doesn't have the sun or the moon at that exact moment. With how <laughs> supposedly big the earth is, if I can see both think, right fucking there. You know what's weird about that is, sorry to drop Moral Bob's name so much. This is free advertising <laughs> for you, buddy. Hidden in plain sight <laughs> is the podcast. Uh, he, he brought up something great. Uh, our buddy drew missing from missing the point he lives down in australia and they both saw from where moral bob lives in texas and drew lives in australia they both saw the sun and the sky at the same time which is logistically impossible if the yeah. globe is what we're told it is because it there's no way happen. no there's no way from the other side of the earth that they should both have the sun in the sky at the same time granted it was low in the sky but I mean, I'm sure there's science to debunk that. Like I said, we're just ding dongs here. Uh, Mikey, I did want to get you. I brought this up on a couple shows now, but that's we're in the, the flat earth realm now. So fucking whatever. <laughs> we can go on to Anne Hache later. But uh, I regret it. I re regret saying fat, flat earth. No. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 we love not. this shit. No, uh, it's interesting. Do, it's something people should open their mind to because even though I, again, don't care it's fun it's interesting it's something to think about it at least even if you don't believe in it open your mind to it 
It's just look at it. It's way better than watching the Kardashians. I promise you. And it's oh, way better God, than yeah. watching what you're told and saying, this is true. This is real without doing any research whatsoever. If you want to prove that the earth is a ball, go do your own research and feel good about it. If you're so angry about flat earth, that's why I don't care. Cause I like both arguments. That's what's funny. Fine. Is that I love to believe in space. I want to fly a fucking spaceship someday. <laughs> I am. I would be highly disappointed to find out the earth was flat. And you can't play star Sorry. Fox in real life. God damn it. Right? Yeah. That's all I want to do. I want to do oh, real God. life Starbucks. No, that is funny though. Cause a lot of the hardcore, uh, we'll call them true earthers instead of flat earthers because there's too much stigma with flat earth the true yeah. earthers a lot of those were hardcore globers and then they started like go, like like fuck these people i'm gonna go in and like you said losing sleep i'm gonna prove these fuckers wrong and then you're like oh shit they actually make some good points fuck fuck me yeah i still love going to the the space centers and going to the science centers and i was into all that shit like hardcore like, look, my logo was a fucking astronaut, you know. I was just going to say that uh, my kid said that he wants to work for NASA. And I was like, <coughs> fucking what? And he's like, yeah, I want to be like, what do they call those guys that uh, they don't work at NASA, but they go up in the, the spaceships and like. Ast you literally want to be an astronaut? You shitting me? Dude, no, for real. That would be great. That would be the best cover. You can just brief him debrief him on everything that we talk no, about I, on the show and then be like yes kiddo you're gonna be a fucking astronaut and you're gonna report i treaded very carefully there. on that only because we were in the car on the way home and i was like i'm not i just got off work this is we'll save this for a show but uh he's 10 so in two years he's gonna want to be a fireman and two years after that he's gonna be like fuck it i guess i'm not going to college i hope he wants to be an astronaut forever because I, I want to know what's really going on in NASA. Lonnie, wait Lonnie has said he wants to be an astronaut since he was four, and he has not budged from it. He has a whole the plan to go try to be a. Strong. He has He'll make good money. Be, yeah, he has a. Yeah, <laughs> tell them lies. He has a, a whole plan about going into the Navy, getting his fighter pilot's license, doing that for a little while, and then getting out, continuing his training. They have to be fit anyway. He's like, yeah, I want to do all that. I'm all. I don't think you're big enough for that ride. I think you have to be over a certain height, buddy. Um, I wonder where he like, got those extravagant plan making skills from. Huh? Not me. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not Ben. I'll be brief. Yes. Anyway, I was going to go somewhere with that. God damn. I forgot. Brain fart. Oh, wait. I, I haven't done it in a while. Brain fart. <laughs> I talked over it so that <laughs> people don't get mad about it. Oh I'm God. definitely going to investigate the whole Coriolis effect. Awesome. I would love. I'm that interested interest in hearing me. it. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I actually you, just can, googled it. You can make a mathematical equation out of anything and just plug right. in what you want people to perceive. Because, like you said, he, he hooked up his his weapon with a computer, which is pre-programmed by someone up above, because they don't want people to wake up and realize, oh, we're on a flat plane. You know. Well. I mean, to be fair, the Coriolis effect was was definitely something that they had uh, put into place prior to the computerization. And actually, it was when you actually did have to do the math on a, like a sketch pad. Yeah. Or know it in your head. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's that's the whole thing is that every time. Something like that pops up and I go, hmm, I want to know what people say about this on both sides of the aisle, because I I, I could totally see it going either direction and i 
100%. I could see this being a mathematical equation where it's called the Coriolis effect, and this is the description, but really what you're uh, evaluating and changing on your shot actually has mm -hmm. something to do with completely different. Yeah, it's and, like programming. Anything in computer programming, you could make that in a video game. You could just right. tell the characters, they this do. is the Coriolis effect, and then you yeah. program it so that when they shoot something, it's like, do, 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 exactly. whatever. Yeah, you can. I say that all the time. You can create the math like, and just like make Angry it Birds. No, that's literally <laughs> yeah. how they do a lot of these things. Is they they find something and they're like, we think it's this, and then they make the math work around that, not the other way around. Not where they're like, okay, the math has to work for this to be true. Yeah, but no, they, they work the other the, way around. The people and the people see it, and it really happens. So of course they're going to believe that what they're seeing is what they're told, because when they do that thing, it happens. Yeah. Well, it's like numerology. I, Mikey, what you said was funny. Uh, somebody up above them, you know, could have programmed that computer for the shot. That makes you sound like a crazy conspiracy theorist who think there's <laughs> a bunch of people that are just like in cahoots. And uh, I've heard people say that too. They're like, oh, you know how many people would have to be in on the joke if this was true? I'm like, yeah. Exactly. You know yeah. how many people graduate college every year? There's yeah. a lot of them. They're all in on it. But yep. they don't know. Whether they know it or not. It. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> So that's, I remembered what I was going to uh, say. I remember bringing this up on a couple shows ago, but it was a new one for me. And it was, why do we see Venus in the morning if Venus is between us and the sun? So I think what we're told is that we see planets and shit because they're reflecting sunlight. So if we see Venus come up in the sky before the sun, how are we seeing Venus so goddamn bright if the sun's on the opposite side of Venus? Have you ever heard that one? I have heard it when Bob talked about it <laughs> that's where i heard it exactly <laughs> yeah I, I you know i i've seen venus but i never thought that we weren't supposed to be able to see it i, I just took it for granted like oh yeah there's venus you know but i know, never thought anything about it exactly so yeah. and and people would be like oh that's because you're assuming that's venus that you're looking at that's a plant i'm like no i'm assuming that's what they tell me it is that well it's a gas planet i think too and so are stars according to what they which say which means you can't again. land on them i don't think you could land on venus uh, i mean maybe Have but it seems like it's there? i don't know i don't think so I, they make it sound like it's made of you can land on gas if it's in a container yeah <laughs> sure. yeah so that's uh, sure and again i'm not saying Jupiter it's being real a or gas not but giant like but so it's just see, all gas. You can see Jupiter. You can see Mars. You can see Venus. You can see all these planets. And they look spherical. Hmm. Uh, no, remember the stars that we've talked about? The stars oh, no. did not look like stars. They yeah. looked like electricity. That's why happening. A reason I got a telescope because I'm like I'm gonna look at this shit myself. Of course, it's a shitty telescope, and I have to sit there for hours trying to zoom it in and focus and shit. But from what I've seen of the moon, it does appear to be round. It does appear to be lit up. That's all I know. That's what I can observe. It appears to be round on the face side we can see. It appears to be a circle, not necessarily a sphere. I would say that. Right. I said it was yeah. round. It was rotund. <laughs> okay. It is a moon plate. It's round. It a rotund and round are not the It same. was a buxom well, one. But you also have, in 1965, prior to us actually, quote unquote, going to the moon, um, I don't remember who the scientist was. He was a foreigner, worked at NASA, and they asked him. They asked him about landing on the moon. He said, that's never going to happen. And they were like, oh, why? Yeah. And he's like, because it's not, it's not solid. It's, it's, it's plasma. It's plasma. And <laughs> then there's basically moon dust stuck to the plasma. And this was also like, I don't know, a year 
after they started partnering with Disney, which I, I just mm-hmm. find absolutely hilarious that several years before the supposed moon landing, they partnered with fucking Disney, who at the time was the leader in uh, making shit be real. That's not real. And yeah. then you with look at terrible hand drawings. And then you look at the cameras that they used for the supposed moon landing and it's cross cross section cameras like they would use on a movie set. And mm-hmm. when they're running and it looks like they're floating, if you speed it up times two, it just looks like men running, which they yeah. did have. They did have the technology for is slowing it down to a half speed. So if you multiply that by two, you get a full speed and it just looks like men fucking running in pajamas and like all of this shit. There's to me, there's way too much there to say, yeah, we went to the moon. That's why we haven't gone back because they lost the fucking tech. Bullshit. God, it sounds like te- yeah. it, this reminds me of a teenager getting in trouble. Like you find out that a, a kid <laughs> in your house has been lying to you for so long and you're like, oh my fucking God, are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> you had me believing you were great. I loved you. And now you're like, you're fucking grounded, bitch. You're done. And they're like, go fight. Yourself. I mean, <laughs> look, at, look at the music industry right as the moon landing was happening. I mean, fucking Pink Floyd was playing as they were in space. I mean, they play the played that moon, the song Red Moonhead, Red. Uh, Moonhead oh. in 1969. So th- it was a seven and a half minute song. And, you know, I mean, that that was actually their, their first. Nobody knew who they were in, in 69. It wasn't until what, 73 when they came out with Dark Side of the Moon, which was another space driven like album but david bowie came out with uh what did he come out with i, I think it was the birds that came out with armstrong Aldrin, uh, and, and then yeah rocket man that was in 72 or yeah 70 72 or 73 um and then there's a lot of space inspired shit back then the cars even look like rockets say that the bell Dude, the kinks the kinks had a fucking space song and in 71 i think like all all these space they had to support the the space agencies because people were were questioning the validity of of the moon landing right and so they needed entertainment to come in and just brainwash these fuckers and they had they had to really penetrate and get LSD in, into the the college scene and get people to just really believe in all this shit so they needed the music to just solidify it and then of course Star Wars and Space Odyssey and all the, all those movies I mean, like and an that's, MTV. And that's, a whole, that's a whole other thing that now is supposedly declassified that everybody was screaming about for a long time was the MK Ultra program, the LSD experiments on both willing and unwilling subjects from 1955 to 1975. I'm like, it doesn't matter if it's real or not. It's the idea that all of this shit was done to all of us to make us think whatever the fuck it was that they either one wanted us to know then or wanted us to know now. Either way you look at it, 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 yep. it yeah. So why yeah, would they lie? They actually, I, yeah, no, they do lie every once in a while. It's very rare, and they do own up to it. That is very <laughs> rare. Uh, yes. So before we get into so MK Ultra, that's a great segue actually because yeah, Mikey actually sent me a uh, an article, and it's about the Anne Hache thing. And if anybody's been following that since uh, months ago, whenever it happened, well, we can get into that, but. As a as a starter to that in Project Monarch and MK, MK Ultra, what do you think about MK Ultra back then versus what it is now? Because my opinion is that back in the fifties or whenever they started that, 
that was kind of a beta run on a small scale. And they're like, oh, we actually don't need acid. All we have to do is show them these flashing images on a screen and certain frequencies and words and catchphrases. And we fucking got them. Like, it's super easy. You know, well, they drugs. did it. They did it in the movie theaters with subliminal cuts. A one frame cut that showed popcorn and Coke at a certain right. point in the movie where you, your, your eyes to your brain Sorry. didn't see it, but your brain saw it anyway. And everybody would be getting up to go get Coke and popcorn to drive up the sales and then they made it illegal and it's like right. okay you were data mining back then and looking absolutely. at the sales certain absolutely. things and like oh this fucking works yeah 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 but uh yeah i mean i've been recently getting into like the whole mk ultra thing and there was like 46 sub operations that that came from yeah. mk ultra and they they were all using the 60s movement the the mm -hmm. the woodstock and all this stuff and it just really just continued and then project monarch is actually a spinoff from that project and all these like celebrities who have these like multi-personalities you know like slim shady eminem um you know uh beyonce and and her her other personality what and hayesh had another personality that she had admitted to having i, I forgot what she called herself um but it meant heavenly that was the definition of the the name uh celestial or celestia that was her her um her her, her alter ego and uh according to those. yeah so she, she was i mean some people say i don't know how true this is because you know we haven't been 20 years from whatever this this point in time so we're, you know cia is, hasn't released that document yet but a lot of these recent, um, the recent, um, you know, entertainers, I mean, they all have these like personalities. So what I'm thinking is that they tried to get rid of her because, you know, in 2014, uh, they CIA admitted that they had the technology to be able to take over a car. I mean, they couldn't drive it, but they could access the computer of a vehicle and then control like the speed they can control, like the you know they could lock the steering wheel they could you know yeah. do all all sorts of stuff and so what i'm kind of thinking is that they sped and haitian to a into a, a you know house because the autopsy just a couple of days ago i mean it just reported that she had nothing in her system because at the original time that she died in september of uh, 2022 they said that she had cocaine she had you know, fentanyl and, and um, you know, marijuana in her bloodstream. But it turns out that she didn't have anything in her bloodstream at all. So why the hell would she just go bananas and just drive herself going 100 miles an hour into a, a, a very narrowed part of the street? So it's very interesting how all of that. I mean, yeah, yeah right there. And he's toxicology, toxicology. They initially report. said they initially uh, or they alternative media said she was being chased right uh, uh did you hear yeah, that I, yeah, I, I heard that too but i i don't no one had even even mentioned that um but it could have just been road rage you know <laughs> who really knows i drive for a living Maybe people it, drive crazy for it no fucking like a reason. super residential neighborhood and was there a car that passed by because we saw a ring camera or something yeah, i think it was a yeah. Ring, yeah ring footage of a car zipping by that's what i was saying i think i, I lived was. half a mile from where she got in that accident that's Damn. how close wow. so 
it's impossible to drive at that speeds because at that time of day that she died, I mean, the traffic is just so horrendous except for that one street that she just flew by. And then, then you can hear her uh, car hitting something. But I, the, the way that the media reported that she was on cocaine and that she was burnt beyond recognition. But then at, when they were pulling her into the, on the gurney and into the, the ambulance, there was she there was no signs of any burns on her and she was flailing like she was trying to get off the gurney and they shoved her back down and then pushed her into the the ambulance the the ambulance well yeah i mean it says in the second paragraph right there a urine toxicology screen of urine was positive for cocaine cannabinoids uh benzodiaz whatever and fentanyl the coroner's office officers uh, office said in a <laughs> report issued tuesday however those drugs were in her system from previous use or administered to her in the hospital. Wait, and what hospital quote, was she going to that they gave her cocaine? Because I therefore I need- <laughs> was no evidence of impairment by illicit substances at the time of the crash. So, so but I mean, they would have to give stats for that. They'd have to say how much was in her system that they found for me to get that. I get what you're saying, Ben. I was reading that one too. Uh, go back to that. Oh, sir. It's okay. It seems like they're trying to say her urine was positive for all of this. However, there was so little of it in her system or it was given to her by the hospital, but there's no differentiation there. It's kind of a, Mm -hmm. it's a weird paragraph. There's no real bell curve. Yeah. I was going to actually comment on how weird this was worded because it's like, was unimpaired. Like they're saying she is, she was totally stark naked sober during the time of the accident. But then her urine toxicology screen was positive for cocaine, cannabinoids, benzodiazepines, Ben, and fentanyl. So how long does cocaine stay in your system? I'd like to know that because I would bet my ass that the hospital did not administer that to her. I wouldn't hope not. So that's a previous use one. All right. Cannabinoids. Okay. That's a previous use one. Benzodiazepines. Is that something the hospital would give her? Yes. Benzos are um, like Xanax. But but look at the difference in timeline there. It's either something from previous or administered to her in the hospital. Like, yeah, I like, but they do those that. Are, those are two wildly different time frames of the supposed toxicology report. Yeah, this this article is very carefully worded mm-hmm. and like crafted like a fucking spell that these reptilians do. Like intentionally like, written to confuse the reader. Yeah. Because we're confused. Very confusing. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Well, I'm very easily confused. Because why would, after everything in our community, this is what makes me sketched out. After everything we've seen in our community about Anne Hesh, she was trying to out what the pedophile ring or something like that. She had a movie coming out. Yeah, she had a whole movie coming out on that. I didn't dig that, that deep into it, but then she died. A lot of people, like Mikey was saying, saw that she was flailing on the gurney i didn't see that but i heard about it and now they're coming out on usa today and saying that that's actually a thing what are they doing it's like, like saying why that are they letting us see this stuff asymptomatic that's what uh you know transmission is normal and that's always happened except before 2020 nobody knew about it yeah but then in 2022 yeah. they're like actually the vaccines don't work and they don't reduce the spread no, it's gaslighting so, on a mass a mass fucking scale they're like no, this has never happened before. And then it happens and they're like, no, this has always happened. You're crazy if you think it hasn't. Right. That's like, why what? with the whole Anhesh thing, like I get it. I I don't I think she was probably murdered, 
But we all kind of saw that and they said that was not a thing. And now they're saying it's totally a thing. I feel like they're <laughs> shortening the timeframes between when they release the true information and the false information. That's getting shorter. And that's scary right. to me where they're like, how many people still will believe it even when we tell them they're, they were right the whole time? Yeah, there could be more data harvesting or just more, you know, let's experiment. Let's see what happens here. How many people believe this? Yeah. You know, well, in, okay. in, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, you know, tying into that, I, I was looking into the the Paul Walker when he died in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, they had that technology. They just had not reported on it for a whole year. So it is possible because he he also had a um, nonprofit organization and he was helping the Haitians the same time that the Clintons did or Hillary Clintons. She had a foundation down there, but it turned out that her her office up in Maine what there was no no people there it was just a office with nobody in it i mean there was no operating uh you know office at all and so when he got down there he discovered that he the clinton foundation wasn't actually helping the, anybody in in haitia in the, in the haitians at all so he was gonna let that out possibly and so she you know with the power that she had she could have easily said we'll take him out you know, do whatever you have to do. And so all, you could have easily just taken over his vehicle. I mean, it was a Porsche and, you know, wrecked his vehicle or they, they like, like even the video, I mean, there was like a little split second of a missile that looks like a missile coming in and blowing up his car. So there's two things that, that, that could have taken him out. Well, and there's, yeah. there's more with those kind of celebrity deaths, for instance. And I just looked it up to verify the dates before I misspoke. Chris Cornell died in May of 2017. Chester Bennington died in July of 2017. Both of them were known to be very good friends. They would tour together. They would sing together. And they were both collectively working on a documentary against pedophilia in Hollywood. Yep. And then they died. Yep. Two months apart. Very crazy. That's so crazy, people. I mean, what the fuck? Look at the way that we look at the world. And we just kind of believe the stuff we see. We want to because it's comfy. But then when we're mm -hmm. told something's fucked up, yeah, maybe we're like, oh, okay, I'll look into that. Or that seems kind of off. But we still try to stay on the straight and narrow of the path that we believe is true because we've been told that and it's comfy. It's so uncomfortable to get out of that place. And I feel like a lot of people are just like not willing because they're still right. pushing this stuff. The Why more, is it still happening? The more I get out of the comfort zone I, ideologically, the more I'm like, this is fucking awesome. Because this is something I've <laughs> never thought of before. Yes. Like, bring it agree. on. Bring on your QAnon yep. shit. Like, tell me. <laughs> tell me how you think the White Hats are going to help everything. It's going to be great. It doesn't matter if you believe it either. I, I'm not saying that yeah. I think QAnon's great or whatever. No, but it's interesting. It's better than that's just. I mean. It's Come better than boxing it. yourself up and saying, "No, I believe what I believe. Go away." Well, that's the it's thing. When you just say believing in yourself and then having discernment, knowing that you have discernment, people don't believe that anymore. They want to be told by the government, and they don't want to believe that they have the ability to tell the difference between what's right and what's wrong. But they all do. Everybody does. No, they they want some. We've talked about this a lot, too. Is they want somebody to tell them how to live their life. That way, there's no self-responsibility for them. Because if something goes wrong, they can be like, no, daddy told me not to do this. Cover me harder, daddy. Yes, exactly. Like that. <laughs> oh, Kalina, <laughs> well, I love you. Uh -huh. And and the thing, the thing 
and this is what we've talked about multiple times is like when the when the bedrock foundation of what you have always at least believed or gone along with gets shaken so bad that now you're actually looking looking into the looking glass and can see something that is clearly not right when it's on a scale that even if it's one thing whether it be the moon landing or 911 and you just immediately clearly see holy fuck we definitely got lied to we don't know the truth Mm-hmm. But we know we've been lied to. It's one of those. The uh, burden of proof is on us. And we may never get that proof. But it's right. the idea that there's enough of the unraveling of a lie that immediately when you've seen that everything else goes into question. It's like when you think you're in a really great relationship and then you get cheated on. It's like everything goes to put into question. Things that you never thought about questioning right. get put into question. And as soon as that happens. Yeah, there's this doom feeling. Oh my God, my life was a lie. I thought everything was fine. Now it's not. What the fuck am I doing? And as soon as you get to a place where you're okay, that all, like Joe said, like QAnon or anything else or flat earthers. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but all this stuff starts to come and, and enter into your sphere. You end up going, I don't know if that's true or not, but that's okay. Yeah. Because at least I know that I'm not being lied to anymore. And when I am lied to, I can see right through it. Again, may not get no, the truth. There's like inception levels to that shit, though. Because yeah. you can wake up and be like, oh, I was lied to about this. I was lied to about my whole life. And then something else comes along. And you're like, fuck, I was lied to about that, too. I was yep. lied to about the lie. How the fuck does that happen? Yeah, but people need <laughs> to stop beating name. themselves up for that. Like, stop beating yourself up. Yes, right. you got lied to. Yep, you got duped. So, Ben. Oh, I don't beat myself like, up. I smoke a doobie and get on with my day. Ben and I have had similar experiences, though. When you get fucking cheated on or you get fucked over in a relationship, you question your own sanity. And you're Absolutely. like, who do I even trust? But who do you trust? You trust Myself. your damn self. Yes, you're yep. 100% right. 100%. You trust yourself. You love yourself. You know what's right and wrong. And then when that gut feeling happens again... Yeah, it happened once before and you didn't right. act on it. Okay, that's fine. Act on it next time or at least protect yourself. And we can all do that. I think everybody could do that. Listeners, people here. Yes. Well, uh, Ben, I know you got to cut out. And Mikey, I know it's late there. Real quick before we get out of here, this is something I've been thinking about a lot lately. And it can be short, just your quick you know, response on this. But what do you think about clones? Um, because the point I brought up. I love clones. Oh, this is so <laughs> random. What the fuck? Clones. No, because we're about to out. Did not see that coming. I know. Ben did a good a, job and muted himself. I wanted to get to this with him because my I clone think... is my best friend. I call him Cloney. Oh, oh my god. Bring him over. No, what do, you, that that what do you think about that as far as the uh like the existence of them? Because uh I think what we were talking about with whoever we were talking about, uh is that they've had the technology to clone shit since the 90s. So what do you think the chances are that not only did they figure that out way the fuck before we knew about it in the 90s, but that now it's at a human level or it could have been at a human level for a long time. Do you think there's clones out there, <coughs> Biden? Absolutely. I, I I don't doubt that there are, aren't, that there are clones. Um, it, I kind of look at, especially celebrities, like, like, you just kind of look at them and see the the changes like, you know, Dave Chappelle. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know for sure. Honestly, it's just a hunch. He does look different, but he could just yeah. be off track. His now. personality hasn't changed. <laughs> it's not like he's drastically changed as far as his views go. No, he's still black. 
Well, what? You also have to take into nice. That's not you what also, I mean. His you also comedy. have to take into account that non clones look plastic because of plastic surgery. Right. Yeah, like look Joan at Rivers. Gwen Stefani. I mean, Gwen Stefani's gorgeous. She's like 52 or something, and she looks like she's 25. She looks like she could get up and sing, I'm just a girl she's again. She's just a girl. Yeah. 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 Oh, and I don't fault her for that. I don't care if someone wants to get plastic surgery. That's great. If you still look good and you can afford it, I have a problem with it. I was about to Not say, either. I I judge. Have you watched yeah. that movie totally. with with Paul Rudd called Living With Myself? If you haven't seen it, you have to uh -huh. see it. Uh, it's it's a Love tell him. on how cloning is absolutely possible. And then Tom Brady's in there, and he admits he's been in in the facility six times, and he's you know he had six rings already. <laughs> yes, we did see that. We a hundred percent. Oh, we did. did. I drink a lot. Is it when he, <laughs> and you meet Tom Brady at the end and he's like, oh, it's the go or whatever. Like, I don't know. I'm pretty sure. Like, I've yeah, seen that. I haven't seen it. I know that. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to watch that. Sports ball. I love it. Yay. L li living with myself. Because right. he went to the cloning facility. I, I can't I think it was his girlfriend was trying to, like, re revitalize his life, but he didn't realize what. In order to refresh his life, they actually kill him, the original him, and replace him with a clone. Which is, and then he wakes up so in the floor. Is, like, um... is his consciousness inside of that clone? Yeah, so it's oh, like a duplicate of him living with yourself. Uh, the TV series. It's a movie. Yeah, what's that one? Oh, oh, I just looked it up. It's Paul Rudd, but it's living with yourself, it's and episodes. it's eight episodes. Yeah, is that the same thing? Is it a series? I guess it'd just be a really long movie that they cut up into eight. <laughs> yeah, so, but so upload. There are so many shows that talk about cloning. Remember, oh, I'm upload, so tired of the series. That's what I was thinking of. He yeah. uploads himself into well, his girlfriend basically has him killed because they're in a car crash where the self-driving car crashes them into another car, and then they cut his head off and upload his consciousness, and the <laughs> girlfriend has financial control of his entire experience as a dead person. But Whoa. it's his consciousness that's uploaded. Have you seen it? No, that doesn't well, sound familiar at all. Dude, it's called Upload. It's so it's a super funny show, but it's very Black Mirror-ish, and I feel like they've been pre-programming us for this. For oh, so absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Nothing is by accident. Nothing like is the just, Matrix. Yeah, it, it's all to just numb us to what's going to happen. Everybody so always see it. Think it's You're awesome. like, oh, I see this in a movie. It's cool. <laughs> I know everybody yeah, always sees a new it. movie that comes out with a great concept and they're like, oh, that's such an original concept. It's like, are you shitting me? They've already <laughs> gone through all the trials with this in real life. All they're doing is they're just making the water a little bit more no, tepid just, for you. They're just showing so you that, what they've been working on. It's like, yeah. a, look at this. But the oh, episode, no, San, San Junipero in Black Mirror is literally geared towards not boomers, but people who are our age. They're in their 30s, 40s, who grew up kind of listening to 80s, 90s music and thinking that the internet was really cool and new because it was new to us. The whole episode, have you seen that episode, Mikey? San Junipero from Black Mirror? No, I haven't watched Black Mirror at all. Oh, oh okay. you need to do that. So you should watch it and only I'm, because... I haven't either, it's okay. Only oh, because you need to do that. It's what they're trying to <laughs> speed into people's heads. 
they're trying to make it seem like all of these things are really cool. So San Junipero, when I watched that episode, I'm like, oh my God, if I was in a nursing home, 100% would upload my consciousness. That would be awesome. This was 2012 or 15 or whenever it came out. It was a long time ago. It was a now, great episode. It was, but fuck no now. I would never, ever upload my consciousness. But when it no, came out- No, that's just mine. The, yeah, but they were trying, the, my point is they were trying to change people's minds into mm. thinking that this is a fantastic idea. And now since I have an open mind, I'm like, oh, nope. Uh, sorry, I'm going to dodge that bullet while I can. But they make it look like it's really fun to do so. So check it out. It is the pre-programming. And also, okay, so you should watch Nosedive. Um, White Bear. White Bear is the best that's oh, that's like my favorite ben that's my absolutely you like have that like it's um, so like fucked revenge oh, kind of thing yeah so black museum white bear um uss callister and nosedive check those if out you like, i never if heard you of like, any of those if well no those are oh, all black mirror episodes so oh, all black okay mirror okay episodes. yeah yeah if you enjoyed star trek yeah oh i love star trek the uss, USS callister yeah. Yes, it's a good, good one. one. So just look yeah, up Black it's... Mirror, White Bear, San Junipero, uh, USS Callister, all of those. Those are all ones that I would start just with, actually, and you'll end up watching uh, the rest of them. You don't even need to take notes. Just watch all of them, because they all are pertinent. <laughs> they are, but well, there are there are a few that I would watch over and over, and there's a couple right. I'm like, nah, I got a little bit from that, but not much. There's no, a they're lot all of... worth watching once, though. Oh, they are, but there's a another lot good one was Arch Archangel. Archangel? Archangel? Okay. Oh, that's me. I'm Jodie Foster. Hi. <laughs> yeah. We we we've been into uh, Westworld, which is freaking awesome. I need to watch that. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's great symbolism in that one too. Westworld. Yeah. It's so funny. I didn't want to watch that show because I was afraid because they talked about the torturing <laughs> and whatnot. Oh yeah, torturing. And I watched it and I'm like, oh fuck yeah! I hope these <laughs> machines kill all these humans. <laughs> I gotta pee really bad. Dude. No, I know we're we're cutting it out, uh, dude. Thank you so okay, much for coming sorry. on. Tell everybody where they can find you and your fine ass. Uh, you can find KGP Presents on any podcast platform, and if you want to go to the website and listen to the radio station, watch the podcast, uh, the the videos, or listen to the the show or whatever, go to www.kgp1065.com. Um, you know, across the screen, I saw my. Instagram. Oh yes, hang on, hang on. I meant to do that. There we go. Yeah, I hardly ever post because I hate social media. Like, fair enough. As you should. <laughs> well, thank you so much for coming on, waster. man. And you're gonna have to come on when we have other panels and stuff like that to, yes, throw out some of these ideas and some of the things that you believe with uh, some of the other great, awesome people that we've had on the show. Yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, I love exploring other topics. I mean, I, I'm into a lot of stuff. So it's not just flat earth, even though it's like, I feel like it's my foundation. You know, no pun intended. Yeah. Bring, bring your kink box. Don't be apologetic <laughs> about your views, dude. Did I apologize? I me. <laughs> no, he did not. <laughs> at all. It up, but I thought it made a great fuck. Oh, yeah. There's it. nothing that's too taboo for this show. Oh, yeah. yeah. It, it triggers some people sometimes, and it, it's, it's like, oh, God. Uh, that's right. that's a them problem, not an us. <laughs> that's a, a we Absolutely. get a, a fuck off salute for those people. Fuck off, fuck off, <laughs> fuck off. Wait, one more. Fuck off. Thank you. 
Nice. All right, dude. Thank you so much. Uh, thanks everybody on Rockfin and wherever else I post this. I'm not sure yet. I think I'll put it on YouTube. Fuck it, whatever. Right. I think that yeah, this was yeah. a great one. YouTube. Yeah. We, we didn't have anything bannable. I don't know. I don't think I don't so. fucking know. Anytime I post something, I don't know whether I'm going to get banned for you it. You did mention COVID, early COVID. Oh, so I'm not shit. sure if we can, we're going to get fact checked on that. Sorry, YouTube. No. But it was just an observation. It wasn't like I was like saying that it was. It doesn't I'm matter. Totally kidding. They don't care. Dude. Totally joking. I just think that they're like, ooh, he mentioned 2019 and COVID at the same ooh, time. Uh, it wasn't even a thing until March of 2020. All right, I mentioned guys. Event 201. I, Oh, yo, no, no, that's banned. Yeah, really banned. <laughs> All right. Audio listeners, you can find the video, you know, on Rockfin and also on YouTube. And thank you for listening. We'll have, we will have a good night. I don't know about you. You guys, fuck yourself. Thank y'all. Come again. <laughs> <laughs>